0: Do I want to start this the same way we did the Super Bowl with, like, the Fox theme? Um,
1: well... All right, I guess just... it's decided. Well, I thought NBC was doing the work. Um, maybe I'm stupid. <laughs> well, yeah, I've you them, but...
0: very much are. Um, <laughs> they probably have a better score graphic than whatever Fox has now. Jeez, like, have you seen that thing? Yeah, it's not, not good at all. Um, this is about a good time as any to welcome you to another episode of Two Fans Podcast. I'm your co-host Joshua Amet.
1: And I'm your other co-host Ari Kesselson.
0: And uh, it is a Monday, but unfortunately we don't have a Monday recap today because there's a little something starting tomorrow called the World Series, and we gotta give our unnecessary takes on all of that stuff.
1: Yeah, because just like any sports fans podcast around this time, we're going to get to another episode, but it's something we love to do. And this is a very interesting year for, for us. I think this is kind of the definition of the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's how I would put this World Series.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of things we could talk about with baseball, with last year with the upcoming CBA negotiations and everything in between, including this year's World Series, how we got here, what could possibly happen, and what we think will or won't happen.
1: Yeah. So uh, where would you like to start it off from?
0: Um, I want to start. Let's start. Each of these teams has two very distinct stories to them. I want to start with uh, the the Atlanta Braves. And let's just zoom out for a second and talk about Atlanta sports as a whole in the past, like since the turn of the century, let's say. The, The Atlanta Thrashers were an NHL club that got started in the late 90s were never really given support by the league and took off to winnipeg uh, less than a decade ago the hawks have been relevant for that one time in 2015 and then maybe now starting to again with trey young and that young core but for the most part have been pretty irrelevant and the Atlanta Falcons. I'm not gonna go beyond 28 to 3. We all know that story. Yeah. And even this, even last year, the Atlanta Braves had a 3-1 lead in the NLCS, blew it to the Dodgers. This year, the first year, by the way, we might add, without Hank Aaron, rest in peace. Um They also had the all-star game taken away from them because of some policymakers in Georgia. So all in all, Atlanta has had it very, very rough sports-wise. And this could be a chance to flip that narrative around.
1: Definitely. And despite you going through Atlanta's sports in the past decade, there's still so much worse you could say that there's still a lot of fumbling of the bag, if you will, that happened in Atlanta sports. And maybe this is a chance that Atlanta has to kind of turn those narratives around and say, hey, we're the winning city. We're a winning city that could be. But I don't want to get to who I like about it more until yet, but the last time the Braves were in the World Series was 1999 when they were swept by the Yankees. And this is the first time since then they are in the World Series. The first, the first year in Braves with, without Hank Aaron being alive, rest in peace, he will always be monumental for the baseball world and i think not only the braves looking for something but the city of atlanta is looking for something to kind of change that narrative around
0: yeah absolutely and one more thing if you if like i'll say i underestimated this team even at the start of the playoffs if you want to go back before then you want to talk about the trade deadline this team was in shambles ronald acuna was just out for the year They already lost Marcelo Zuna. They already lost uh, Mike Soroka. And even with the collapsing NL East, you didn't think that the Braves were going anywhere. Maybe not even winning the division. Certainly not getting to the World Series. But moves were made. The outfield was completely revamped in Eddie Rosario, Jock Peterson, Adam Duvall, and Jorge Soler. You know I got to shout out uh, my two former Cubs and Jock and Solaire, and that. And, of course, also, not really a Cub, but still got a shout-out, Mr. Frederick Freeman. And all those guys have been contributing to this team's offense so much. I mean, Rosario in particular, like just an outstanding NLCS, um, powering them past the Dodgers. Uh, what more to add there?
1: Yeah, I guess just to go to his postseason stats, uh, 38 at bats, six runs, 18 hits, three home runs, 11 RBIs, an average of 0. .474, an OP, OPS of 1.313. He's having an incredible postseason, which is one of the major pieces because there's just so many major pieces to this brace team. But he's one of the biggest pieces to this brace team, and like you said, three major starters were out for the year, and a lot of teams were a lot of teams can't recover from that. And like you said, a lot of people never not expect the Braves to recover from that or be here. And yet they did. So, and we'll talk about their postseason a little more in depth soon. But this is a great team. This is a great roster, and I did think they overcame some stuff. Obviously, I'm rooting for Freddie. He's he's a division. He's him and the him in the Mets playing the same NO East. But I fucking love Freddie. Who doesn't like Freddie? You know. So, but this is a, this is a great team and a fun team to watch.
0: Yeah. And that's not even to overlook the real strength. The one of the most overlooked strengths in this team uh, is in their bullpen. Uh, You want to talk about Tyler Matzik. He's pitched 10.1 innings, the 1.74 ERA. uh, Perfect setup guy for Will Smith. who has got four saves yet to allow an earned run in this postseason. You also got uh, guys like AJ Minter uh, in there. Jesse Chavez, you can plug him in uh, if need be. Granted, uh, there have been some miscues. Uh, for example, Luke Jackson hasn't been all that good, but with the guys around him, um, this is a very, very solid bullpen.
1: Yeah, and one that a lot of people don't talk about. I mean, Charles Morton, Max Fried, and uh, Drew Smile, which I never pronounced it right when we did this beginning postseason, they are mo- guys with more than 10, what, 10 plus wins. And Ian Anderson has nine wins, so he's really close to there. This Will Smith is a dominant pitcher, the dominant closer. And This is a strong bullpen, and this is a bullpen that knows what they're doing. It's one of their, it's it's an underlier for the Braves, and it's a great contrast to the powerful hitting and the powerful fielding. Yeah.
0: Now, let's look over to the AL corner for a second, because we can't ignore it forever, that yes, the Houston... Trastros slash asterisks slash cheaters slash whatever you want to call them after the 2017 World Series and the sign stealing scandals and coming close in 2019 and still somehow being good in 2020 and they're back in 2021.
1: Boo. Yeah,
0: no, I don't blame you. I don't think 29 fan bases are blaming you either. I mean, the thing is, like it or not, they are good. Cheating or not, they did make it to the World Series. And you can talk about the, like, I would like to talk about later on what a World Series would mean to the Astros I've said it before but it it, like it bears repeating because I don't think we would ever see anything like it um in in any sport as far as I can remember but let's look at like what this team has done um starting off at the plate nobody has been better than Jordan Alvarez uh with an OPS above 1300, uh, he's got an average uh 441 in the playoffs. Uh, nine RBIs, two homers. Supporting cast around him with Kyle Tucker, Carlos Correa, Yuli Gurriel, Jose Altuve leading the pack. So, you know some of the usual faces here on this on this Astros team. Yeah,
1: and this is an Astros team that, again, whether you like it or not. Did face a lot of things. There was the cheating scandal. There was losing your one of your best players in George Stringer. And there were the different cautions and there were a lot of stuff. But whether you like it or not, and a lot of us don't, the Astros fought back and they're here. Obviously they do have the talent. They have the bullpen. They have the hitting. I mean, Grinke, Zach Greinke, Lance McClell- McClellars Jr., Luis Garcia, and Framber uh, Valdez are all pitchers with 11 plus wins like this is a strong bullpen and even a stronger hitting core that's just going to tear it up and has been tearing it up throughout this year to a lot of our, to a lot of our disapproval.
0: And if I can get the pitching stats to load up again um, in the playoffs, um, both teams have sort of used a three man rotation um, so far in these playoffs, uh, Houston going with uh, Valdez McCullers and Garcia and um, the Braves going with Max, uh, Max Freed, Charlie Morton, uh, and Ian Anderson. Now I may be wrong and I'll double check this live, but I do believe reports were that Lance McCullers, yes, is not pitching in the World Series. So that means that Houston is gonna need guys like uh, Zach Rinke and Jose uh, Ricchiti, at least my initial assumptions, um, to fill in those rotation spots. Um, so guys like them who haven't pitched much in the playoffs so far, only four innings between them combined, um, are going to need to step up. And who knows, maybe uh, maybe Atlanta uh, might want to take advantage of that.
1: Yeah, that's something obviously Atlanta definitely would have to take advantage of. And I really don't want to say anything to Jen said because I feel like I have one of the worst lucks when we talk about sports, especially on the mic. But that is definitely one thing Atlanta doesn't have to take control of because you having a pitching core, not really core, but you're having a lot of pitchers who aren't used to poaching in the postseason, especially the World Series. They're obviously going to be nervous, and they have to take advantage of that because this is a power-hitting team, and taking advantage of guys who are impaired in a way is definitely a great advantage. Yeah,
0: and of course, um, one thing I feel like we do need we do need to look at, especially in the case of Atlanta, is uh, the lefty and righty splits um because they are i mean both teams generally find more success against lefties um but here's a stat for you atlanta as a team against lefties has an ops of 935 against righties that drops to 656 so there's a pretty big difference in who you're facing and uh most Houston, most of the eastern starters i mean all righties. the Biggest named lefties that come to mind are Fran Rivaldez, uh, Brooks Raley, and Blake Taylor. And that's about it. So really, like you can look at the flat stats for a lot of these Atlanta hitters, um, but they're not going to tell the full story. And they're probably a little bit worse off than you might think. Now granted, Eddie Rosario and Jock Peterson still do crush right-handers each of them have OPSs above 1000 in the playoffs against righties Um, but the rest of the team not so much
1: yeah and just like uh, Josh said that obviously is going to play a big thing because it is a big margin between left-handed and right-handed left-handed and right-handed pitchers that obviously is going to play a key part to how this World Series is determined
0: yeah, now I mentioned earlier um, how we can look at the Astros and if they win, what does that mean? I said it before, so I'll let Ari get the first crack at this here, but there's just,
1: yeah, just, just go ahead. Yeah, so there's one of two ways this works. If they win, it either shows that A, the Astros are still cheating. They just found another way to do it, and they're still cheating. Or B, the worst outcome. They didn't even need a cheat to be good. They just did it because they could do it. And that would suck. Because that just proves, yes, this is even a bigger, talented team than we thought, and they could still do this without cheating. And I hate that. But Yeah, both scenarios, like,
0: absolutely – suck for baseball What what is it what does it say again if a team first of all that already established cheated to win a world series and then either cheated again or proved that they didn't even need need to cheat in the first place and on it's top terrible. of that just to just the feeling like to feel like They're rewarded for it, or at the very least, I mean, not punished. Like, I don't need to say it again how the how everyone, every player on that roster, um, was given immunity uh, in exchange for testimony. That seems good in concept, but this is what it gets you a team that that really, like, through all the rhetoric. That they've said that their owner and management has given has not said that they've learned their lesson, and only that they're sorry they were caught.
1: Which reminds us of another team in the NFL that we talked about in the past. But yeah, it's just a very shitty situation for whatever will have whatever the outcome would be for the Astros with winning, and. For me when i look at both teams i just see i just see both teams with talent and i know i'm looking at the more flat stats that are out there the basic stats but this is a team these are both teams very talented very great pitching staffs and at the end of the day i just think i just want this to be a fun world series you, who no matter who I mean, obviously i'm not running for the astros but this is a team that this is two teams that can make this a great world series and it just happens to be that the astros are, are one of those two teams
0: yeah. And I mean, to be perfectly honest, like, if not for guys like Freddie Freeman and Jock Peterson, who I just like, again, maybe because my Cubs inclination, just want to rally behind. I'm also a little bit like, I'm not fully like, let's go Braves. I mean, I don't want to be like, I don't want to turn every single episode into just like the sports so- social justice show show. But a tomahawk chop's gotta go. Like, that shouldn't be controversial. Like, it seems pretty cut and dry, at least from my perspective. In that case, and that, like, I'm a little bit, don't really like to see that rewarded either. And then also, um with, uh, it's probably went a little under the radar of the NLCS game six. Um, but they had uh they had someone sing the national anthem who's uh very uh very anti-vax, cancel like literally canceled shows in venues that had vaccine mandates and all that, and just to see again that kind of behavior get rewarded. I mean this team are like this, the organization already lost hosting an all-star game this year, and yet somehow it doesn't feel like enough.
1: Well, yeah, I think also kind of bare bones reason, I love hearing the Atlantic narrative of them losing, but you're either getting a, a city, city-wise, they're both kind of the same, I guess when you look at politically or social justice they're kind of the same cities, just one of them is a little worse for other stuff, the other one is also, like, they both have their very big flaws, but they're both very big flaws on each side, like, I don't want to get too political, but you're either getting the anti-abortionist state or the racially justice state. So it's really, you're a pick your poison when you're coming for who the state to, to win the World Series is gonna be, which doesn't feel good.
0: And being that we already uh, lost half of uh, our dozen listeners, that's being generous. Um, what do you say? We start to actually make some predictions, say what the hell is actually going to happen in this series?
1: Okay. Um, I don't think this is going to be a Game 7 World Series. It's not going to be a sweep, but it's going to end somewhere around 5-6 wins, the 5th the or 6th game. I would really like it to, and for teams I'm very torn, but I'm going to hate it. I have to say the Astros. Astros in 6 games. I hate saying that but like you said, the Braves are worse with right-handed pitchers, and um, it's just a talented team that knows kind of all what they're doing. They're a team who's been here before, and they're just a more experienced playoff team than the Braves. So I had to get the I had to get the Astros the win.
0: They are, you're right. But one thing I feel like we didn't talk about was just the the starters' stats themselves. And granted, it's much more important. For the, for the Astros to have strong performances from from their rotation than the Braves, the Astros' bullpen isn't as good. And that means guys like Fran Valdez, who's got a 4.20 ERA, uh, very nice. Um, Luis Garcia, who's got an ERA of 9.64 this playoffs. Lance McCullers is an ERA under one, but again, he's not pitching. And when you're going to have to rely on uh, on guys like Rakiti and Greinke who barely pitched um, this playoffs, um, and then again, what happens if your bullpen collapses? That I don't know. Like this Atlanta, like the Atlanta rotation. At least I mean, Freed's got an ERA of 3.78. More, uh, Charlie Morton's got 3.77 ERA. Ian Anderson at 2.25. Um, And then you got Matsig, you got Minter, you got Will Smith, um, you got Drew Smiley. Um, It really doesn't even matter. Like, you could honestly um, turn game four into a bullpen game if you need to. And I feel like the Rays still have the edge on uh, pitching-wise there. I mean, so that's – I feel like I got to say Atlanta wins in six or seven.
1: I would love that, honestly. I guess the argument for Atlanta is look what they lost before. Look who the competition they faced. They lost three of their starters. They had to face the Dodgers and the Brewers, two big teams, mainly the Dodgers is a big team, and they got here. They got past all of that. This is a team with a lot of fight, though, and I do love that. But I just have to give the Astros the edge. I, there's nothing telling me that this is the more experienced team. Even if, Even if the pitchers aren't experienced, the hitters know what they're doing. But I would love the Braves, though. So,
0: I mean, in all honesty, like, I think the only, I think the biggest situation in which baseball truly, truly wins uh, is where the World Series is completely overshadowed by Manfred resigning and handing over control to someone who actually cares about the game. But let's be realistic here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, hey, but you know, it's not always about Manfred being a complete piece of shit, or just a terrible uh, commissioner. It's about the Mets. The Mets, baby. I love the Mets. Listen, as a Mets fan, also, I want Travis to win it. I want Travis DeRomont to win it. I want Freddie to win it. But I'm just ready for a good World Series, because these are two great teams who, know, who have the potential to make this a great World Series. At least... Don't look at, at least for player-wise, like, they're great players in the World series. That's the, it's, the cities kind of suck. The te- One of the teams kind of suck. Both the teams you make the argument for, but they, this does have the talent to be good.
0: Indeed it does, and I think that's all we can really hope for. Just, uh, I know it's cliche, but just a, a good series all around. And I think that's where... We end this episode uh, off, but um, do we save it as a surprise? Um,
1: Yeah, we'll save it as a surprise. All
0: right. Let's just say we got something coming for you later in the week. Um, And it's not just a recap. I'll leave it at that. And with that, thank you so much for listening to us and bearing with us. We do this every single Monday and Friday. If you have any questions, comments, or something you want us to talk about, you can always leave a comment down below on YouTube or email us at number 2 fanspodcast at gmail.com. Final thoughts, Ari? No, I think that's it. So until next time, we'll talk to you then.